Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good day. You can have your seats because I want to share just a, a little thought that God has given me for all of us here tonight. It comes from the book of Colossians in chapter 1, two verses to launch us off. Verse 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So that, come on, say so that with me. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. For this reason, what I didn't read was the first eight verses where the apostle Paul is writing to the church at Colossae and he hears about this uh, through another uh, uh, a minister that had gone there and shared the gospel. And so the apostle Paul uh, is hearing about them that they had faith, come to faith in Christ and Paul said, I've heard about your faith in Christ. So it which tells us that Paul uh, heard that they had not just faith, but they had great faith in Christ. And then he said, and I also heard about your love for God's people. So here's a church that had great faith, if you will, in Christ Jesus. And they had this love for one another. Sounds like a pretty decent church, doesn't it? But see, the Apostle Paul, knowing that they, they started out with this wonderful faith and, and this love for one another, he wanted to make sure that they didn't start going down a path that, should, that they should not go, that they would not get full of themselves or think that they had arrived, so to speak. And so he is now praying for them because of, of that, because of Paul's desire to make sure that they understand, you have not arrived yet. You, you just put your faith in Christ. It's wonderful that you believe and it's wonderful that you love one another. But I want you to know, since I heard about you, I have not stopped praying. In other words, there was this unceasing prayer that Paul offered up on behalf of the people in the church at Colossae. And there's two thoughts that from, from this unceasing prayer that I want to talk to you about tonight that we need to have for our own lives personally and for every believer that we might know and for especially in our in our church that we would have this unceasing prayer Paul's unceasing prayer number one listen involved asking God to fill them the church at Colossae with the knowledge of his will <coughs> excuse me to fill them with the knowledge of his will. The word fill here in the Greek is interesting because it means to be filled to the measure that you are under the control of that. 
In other words, when you are full of something, to the measure that you are under its control, that's the word that Paul is using here. Let me give you an example. Uh, When you are full of anger, it begins to control your life. And you walk around angry at the world. When you are filled with bitterness, the one unique thing about bitterness is you, you can't focus bitterness at just one person when you are, or, or even anger. When you are full of something, that means it begins to control your life. And this is what Paul is saying. I'm asking God in this unceasing prayer, which is just the title of this little thought tonight that I've given it, uh, this unceasing prayer, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of God's will to the measure that it controls your life. It's what Paul is praying. Now this is far more than just having a basic knowledge of God's will. Uh, when I'm talking about a basic knowledge, I'm talking about, well, we know that because the, uh, the Bible teaches us, yeah, that we ought to pray, that we ought to serve God. We ought, we, in other words, there are things that we understand are basic to the will of God. I don't have to uh, ask God what his will is regarding cursing. I know that it's wrong. Right? There are things that we already instinctively know uh, and biblically are, is revealed to us about the will of God. And so this is not what Paul is addressing here. This unceasing prayer is for the church, for every child of God to receive revelation from God about their personal life every single day. In other words, there is the will that God has that is basic, that we all know about, and then there's every day that God gives us breath, there's the will of God for that day. And the Apostle Paul said, I am praying that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will, so that every day that God gives you breath, you may understand there's a, there's a purpose for that day. There's a reason God gave you breath that day. There's something that God wants to accomplish in you and through you on that day. And I want you to be filled with that knowledge so, to the point that you are now controlled by that that your life is dedicated to fulfilling that will, that purpose. And we know that this revelation that Paul is praying from comes in two basic forms for us. It's revealed to us through God's word. That's why we are always exhorted to be in the word of God that we need to crave God's word, that we need to give ourselves to God's word. You cannot and will not be able to distinguish what God's will is apart from God's word. We, this is the foundation for every single one of us needing to know, okay, God, what do you want to speak to me about today, God? That's why every day you should begin your day with talking to God and allowing God to talk to you through his word. Then, in addition to God's word, the will of God for us every day is revealed through the Holy Spirit, where God may speak directly into your spirit what his purpose is for you on that particular day. These two are always in harmony. They're always in agreement. God will never, ever speak to you by his spirit something that is contrary to his word. 
right? And so every single day that God gives us breath, we need to give ourselves over to, to, to looking to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me. When I, when I open up my Bible, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Let the word of God become so alive. Let the spirit of the Lord reveal to me that which God has purpose for my life today. Are you with me so far? Okay, so this is unceasing prayer. No one is asking God to fill them with the knowledge of his will. And then he goes on, and number two is asking God to fill them with spiritual wisdom and understanding. So now we get the will of God revealed, but that's not sufficient because now we need wisdom and understanding. You see, wisdom is the ability to use knowledge correctly. That's what wisdom is. And the book of James, let me give you uh, uh, the book of James in chapter 3. I'm going to read uh, from starting in verse uh, 13. Listen to what James says. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom, and it's in quotes, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Now, the reason why I read that to you is because here, James identifies that there are two forms of wisdom. There's the wisdom that comes from above, from the, from the Spirit of God, and then there's what James calls earthly wisdom, or wisdom that is unspiritual, even can be demonic. In other words, we need to realize that God gives us revelation about his will, but then we have to understand, how do I apply that? How do I go about applying what God has revealed to me? I need wisdom for that, but I don't need the wisdom that this world has to offer. Too often, Christians get into trouble. We stumble and fall when we receive something genuine from God, but then we apply human wisdom to that thing. And the next thing you know, we're making all kind of decisions that are ungodly and they wind up blowing up in our face. And we wouldn't, well, what happened? I thought I heard from God. We heard from God, but we didn't get wisdom on knowing how to apply what we heard from God. Are you with me? There's a difference for that. And so we need to make sure that we don't apply earthly wisdom to spiritual knowledge that God gives us. Many years ago, there was a young man in our church that got saved, and he, had, he was struggling with a heroin addiction. And so when he gave his, his life to Christ, we made a way and got him into a Christian drug program. It was a 12-month drug program to get him rehabilitated. Uh, and after 30 days, he prematurely left the program. 
And he came to see me at my office. And he said, uh, Pastor, I'm here. I got to talk to you. I said, why'd you leave the program? You were doing so well. And you left the program. He said, well, I left the program because God revealed to me the purpose that he has for my life. I said, okay, what are you talking about? I'm going to open up my own drug program. This is a true story. And I looked at him and I said, you're going to open up your own drug program? He goes, yep. God told me he's going to use me to help change lives of, of young men like me who made that mistake and got into that. And I looked at him and said, that might be true, but it's not for today. It could never be for today. You just gave your heart to the Lord. You didn't even last 30 days into the program. After that, you, you felt that you were all ready to go. You're not, you're not in a place. You, don't even, you can't even find. If I asked you, find for me uh, Revelation, the book of You probably couldn't even find the book of Revelation or, or the Gospel of John. You don't know anything about the Word of God. And what are you going to teach somebody? That they need to stay in your program the way you stayed in the other program? And he looked at me. You're not re believing in, in what God is telling me. I said, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if God told you that, it is definitely not for today. That wouldn't be wise. You're not ready for that. But sadly, he didn't want to listen, and he felt that we were trying to quench the, the vision that God had given us, and he left the church. Brothers and sisters, we can receive genuine revelation from God of that which he's purposed for us to do. But we need to then pause and say, God, I need to now ask you for wisdom because I want to make sure I apply the knowledge that you're giving me correctly, you see. Yes. Then we get understanding. Yes. Now, understanding is insight. In other words, it's knowing the how and the why of things. God not only wants to reveal to us his will, but then God wants to also reveal to us the, the, the wisdom that we need so we know how to go about and how to navigate to accomplish his will. But then he also wants to give us understanding. So we understand, you know, we get this spiritual insight on how things operate. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. He told Timothy, reflect on what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Another way we could put it is discernment. That, that we can get to the place where we not only need to pray for revelation of God's will, but we also need to continue to pray for wisdom so that we know how to navigate and do and accomplish God's will. And then we need to continue to pray for insight. Lord, what, what's going on in the world around me? How am I going to accomplish? What are the things that I need to see that the natural eye doesn't see? There are times where we will stumble and fall, not because we didn't know God's will is, not because we didn't have wisdom, but because we didn't understand the times that we were living in. You know, we live in such a time where we not only need wisdom, but then we need insight. We need to see, you know, when God gives you insight, you can know what's going on in a person's life without them having to say a thing. 
Without them telling you what really is going on, God can give you that discernment, that insight into what is really happening so that you can accomplish his purpose. And see, the apostle Paul knew you guys have great faith in Christ and you have a love for one another. But it's important that you realize you have not arrived. How many know we never arrive? We're not going to arrive at at maturity and the fullness of that maturity until Jesus comes back. We are ever growing. And the biggest trap that we can fall into is to think that we have arrived at some some, uh, spiritual stature. And that's why the apostle Paul said, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? I got to keep praying. You have to keep praying because every day that God gives you breath, if you don't pray for God to reveal to you his will for that day, you'll miss it. And then what's all that spirituality is all about? See, it's all about discerning what is God's purpose for my life today. I want to accomplish God's will today. I don't know about tomorrow. I can't, I can't get caught up uh, on tomorrow. Uh, it, when I was, uh, first felt the, the call of God in my life for pastoring, uh, coming into the ministry, and I made an appointment to go see the pastor and began to just pull my heart out, say, I'm not even sure if this is God or not, but this is what I'm sensing. And he said, yeah, we affirm that. We've, we've been praying and our, we've, been, we've been having our eyes on you. We know the hand of God is on you. And so uh, like a foolish young man, I said, okay, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to start preaching? What am I supposed to do? And, he goes, and the pastor, so full of wisdom, looked at me and goes, we are going to help you understand what ministry is all about. I said, okay, fine. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be good. I'm going to put you to usher. Usher? Yep, you're going to usher. Because in ushering, you will learn about human nature. And you'll learn how to be humbled by the people who will fight you. Because, see, pastoring is all about serving the people. So you need to learn how to serve the people. Oh, God. Okay, pastor, whatever you say, pastor. And there were times where literally he would send me for a cup of coffee. And I'm like, why is he sending me for a cup of coffee? Why is he not talking to me about the things of God? And he said, I was just testing to see. How much of a servant will you really be? Will you ever get to that point where you get so full of yourself and that you'll reject being a servant? And I thank God for this precious man of God. Because he loved me enough to realize you have a long way to go. In fact, you never arrive. None of us ever arrives. We are constantly a work in progress. And, and that's why Paul said, don't you get it? You can't stop praying this prayer. You got to constantly be praying this prayer. Oh, God, help me today to know what you have purpose and plan for my life today, God. And then God, give me the wisdom and the understanding I need to to accomplish that will. So that, verse 10, remember I told you, I had you repeat that, so that, Pastor Jason, if you would come, so that, number one, they would live a life worthy of the Lord. Meaning that they would live a life that would honor God and bring him glory. And then Paul then also says, so that they would please him 
in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. And they would grow in the knowledge of God. Now, this growth that Paul ended with was this maturing process. Again, we're we never get to the point where we've arrived and said, I am a fully matured Christian. That is the most foolish thing we could ever say. No, no, we're all a work in progress. We're all constantly to grow. There's no such thing as getting to a point where I know everything that there is to know about God. No, I need to be in that place of humility. We all need to be in that place of humility where we realize I got to keep praying. I can't stop praying for this thing that God would help me. Tonight, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for our church. I thank God for what he's doing in our midst. But how many know we haven't arrived? There's so much more that God wants us to accomplish. We need God to reveal that. Lord, what is your will for Belmont Assembly of God? Reveal that to us. And then God, reveal to us the wisdom and the insight that we need to accomplish that will. So that as a church, we can live a life that is worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. That brings him glory and honor. So that we can please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. So that we all can mature in him.